Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's Podcast. As a sportscaster, you will probably appreciate I stole that directly from the Cowboys. Um, because if they get to claim that they're America's team, I get to claim I'm America's podcast. If, if they can make it up, so can I. Yeah, I look, every good thing is stolen. Some some way think like so so today we are today we are joined with an old friend of mine. Uh we went to church together at the same time in high school. We didn't go go to the same high school. We spent a lot of time hanging out in college and a little bit after um he's known professionally as kevin thomas so uh kevin why don't you uh give us a quick uh quick rundown of what what it is you do uh, i do a little bit of everything but uh man it's good to good to talk to you first and foremost but uh yeah i'm with uh espn radio uh savannah uh, georgia espn radio coastal georgia and uh espn uh okie finoki so it's uh, three stations in uh in uh, in coastal Georgia, along the coast, one a little bit farther inland, and I'm the uh, I guess the general manager slash uh, chief bottle washer slash you know, trash anyway. But uh, you know, I host a show uh, every day with uh, two other guys. Uh, one uh, a guy named uh, BJ Bennett, who is the uh, editor and publisher of a website called SouthernPigskin.com, which does nothing but talk um, Southern college football uh, all year long. Uh, SEC, ACC, uh, Sun Belt. Uh, those kind of things. It started out with the uh, Southern Conference, which is an FCS conference, so we'll throw a little bit in there. So he's on the show with me, and then uh, the other uh, guy on the show is a guy named Ben Troop, who played he played high school football in Georgia, played uh, at the University of Florida, was the uh, first pick in the second round. He was the first overall pick by the Titans uh, back in the 2004 draft. So he played for the Titans uh, for a couple of years, uh, with, I think a little bit with the Raiders, but uh, Ben Troop. So me and BJ and Ben Troop, uh, we all do the show together uh, every day, three to six. I do a little high school football uh, locally, a little high school basketball as well. So I stay busy uh, doing, uh, doing a little bit of all of that. So, yeah, I talk sports. You said, hey, I wanted to have you on to talk sports. Like, well, I, I do that. Uh, you know, we talk about other things. Uh, as well, can't all be sports, but yeah, but, but most of the job is you know sports related or uh, you know talking about stuff happening locally, nationally, uh, as the case may be. Yeah, so it, I I determined a, a while back that um, like sports is pop culture. I mean, it it, it, you you can't you can't really in anymore. I mean, maybe you know I don't know how many years ago it did, it didn't used to be, but I mean, how many. They make just as many movies about, you know, any sport there is. And, and then all the athletes who try to be actors or, you know, every time LeBron shows up in a movie, you know, it's like it's you can't those those two things are very intertwined. So um, we and and two and one of the guys I do the podcast with, we're, we're trying. Well, we, he keeps threatening to start a sports podcast, but he's been threatening that for years and we haven't gotten anywhere with it yet. So. I, I keep talking. I keep talking about it. One of these days, he'll he'll actually do it. 
No, I mean, but you're right. I mean, sports and I mean, as you said sports is pop culture and, and it used to not be that way uh, necessarily. But the advent of uh, social media and things of that nature where uh, the fans, I mean, you've always had sports talk radio, obviously, but now anybody can say anything to anybody uh, at any time. And uh, when, when you talk about so many things to grab people's attention uh, in this day and age, uh, with, with podcasts or streaming music or Netflix and you know Amazon, all the stuff that, that people can do, there's only a few things that are appointment. And that is, you know, one of them, first and foremost, is live sports. So that's what yep. brings everybody together to the same place because you know this, in, in sports, if you miss it, you yep. missed it. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and, right. And, and it's one of those things like a DVR, it's like, hey, I DVR'd the game. Well, if my somebody hits me up with my phone, it's like, hey, you missed, you just blew the whole thing. Like you can't yeah. go back and relive that moment. So you have to catch it uh, live, and I think that's why so many well, guys are pop culture stars because that's one thing that pulls everybody in, and we're we're pulled a hundred different directions is is those sporting events. Well, and and then you get like, like I mean, I brought up LeBron. I mean, you know, he moved out to LA just basically for his. <laughs> acting slash uh media company like i mean he didn't necessarily want well i mean i'm sure he wanted to go play for the lakers to go prove that he was the best but you know being in la i'm sure helps when he wants to be in space jam 2 or whatever if he wants to do another crappy amy schumer movie but right i I agree and look i think there's one thing you see with professional athletes now and and people get upset uh for athletes for doing this because but i mean the money is so good in professional sports that you see guys when they become superstars, it's never about sports. It is a certain right. extent, but think about your LeBrons or I mean, you look at younger guys like a Fernando Tatis uh, Jr. Or, or guys like that. Yeah, it's about sports and they're going to get paid a lot of money, but you'll hear guys in professional sports and you didn't hear this. I don't even think you heard of it. Maybe behind the scenes some 20 years ago, talk about my brand. What's my brand? And how many other things can I get involved well, with uh, with my money? And I mean, LeBron, as you said, for as much as he plays basketball, he owns pieces of companies, right. uh, restaurants, all that kind of stuff. He's involved in so much. It's not just him. It's, you know, Shaq and guys like that. It's it's sports, but it's everything that that brings to the table for you. And you hear guys talk about brands and all that. So, yeah, cool. when your favorite guys are brands. But I mean, 20 years ago, when you talk about brands, the only one you had really was Jordan, maybe, right. maybe Tiger. But, you know, Jordan was one of the one of the first, if not the first, to kind of be his own brand. You know. no, no, that's true. Uh, I think Bo Jackson had the Bo Nose thing, but it was never like. Yeah, but that was that was never Bo Jackson on his own. That was just the Nike, you know, Jordan. I mean, I know Jordan was part of Nike, but I mean, that was. I mean, Air Jordans, it was almost more just Air Jordan than Nike Air Jordan. It was, you know. Oh, no, you're you're correct. And there's been uh, jokes about this on the show. He's like, you have guys today who are like, man, I love my new Jordans. And I've never been alive long enough to see Michael Jordan play in anything. You know, but they, <laughs> they call that name uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, well, you know. Well, we, were, uh, we were joking recently on my podcast about uh, Madden, um, like, whatever they're up to 21, 22. And we're like, there are literally kids playing Madden right now that don't know that Madden is short for John Madden. Like 
it used to be named after that guy. Now it's just Madden football. Like there are kids playing it who don't know why that's the name of the game. Oh yeah, and again, Madden's older than that. I think Madden's like thirty years old. It's just following the you know the years. Well, yeah, that, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. But you're right. Yeah, there's people who know the the brand Madden. And like, if you put a picture of John Madden in front of them, who is this? Because they don't even they don't. I don't. I mean. I don't buy that game often enough because I don't feel the need to buy it every year. Uh, that, like, I don't remember the last time I've seen. I know there was some sort of anniversary edition they did not too long ago, where they threw his picture on the cover. But most of the time, his picture's not on the cover. I don't even think he's in the game. Like, yeah, I don't think so. Either. He's just sitting so, home counting royalty checks. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's, um. But you were you were saying something there that, that got, well we'll get back to that I'm sure I'm I'm trying to remember what it was you said but uh, um oh oh I was I know what it was so you guys are down there so I I assume that you must have to spend a lot of time on it um but I live in Packer country so I get to hear about Aaron Rodgers every day. Right. And so I'm sure you guys were sick of talking about Rodgers and is he going to be a Packer? Is he not going to be a Packer? Is he coming to camp? Is You don't understand how much more sick of it I am. Because, <laughs> like, you just – I mean, that's a, that's a – you you know, as a sports program, that's what you have to talk about. But as a, as a, as a guy who's just, like, here, like, I yeah. follow the – I'm starting to become a Packer fan the longer I'm in Wisconsin. But, you know, like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is – Everywhere. I mean, you have. The, I'm sure you see the State Farm commercials. Oh yeah, they they play him all the time up here. Plus, he's you know every everything he does is front page news here. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't necessarily get all of that uh, for Aaron, but yeah, look, when, when you talk about big topics, and uh, it used to be kind of a uh, uh, saying when I first got into uh, radio doing stuff in college, it was on the music side of things, and they used to say you know top forty, top forty. And, you know, why you play the song so much because of the audience turnover and all that. And I used to tell people, like, if you heard, I don't know, date myself here, if you heard, you know, a Britney Spears song four, 400 times, if you were the guy at the radio station playing it, you probably heard it 800 times. <laughs> so when you talk about topics, it's no different with sports radio. When you talk about topics, yeah, they can get monotonous uh, to, to talk about, but it's what the people want to talk about. You know, it's yeah. what... He is the biggest star in, you know, Packer country. And uh, if it wasn't him, it'd be Brett Favre from back in the day. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a big star, and it's like so much so that, you know, you know who he's well, dating. You're know, going <laughs> in the woods in Hawaii and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, right. this is the guy football at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now, I mean, growing up in Atlanta, I mean, obviously Georgia Tech was big. The Braves were big. The Falcons were there. Uh, the Hawks, we I think they maybe existed. I mean, I heard rumors that they played basketball, um, but I mean, it was more about UGA. I mean, and I'm sure it still is because I mean, obviously they're in the Final Four this year. Yep. But um, you you don't understand what Packer Country is really like until you move here. I mean, maybe being that you're in the sports world, you you have an idea. But until, like, I mean, I went to a Brewers game towards the, it was one of, the, like, the last home games of the season, uh, like, 10 years ago. 
Right. They were deeply out of the playoffs. 90% of the crowd was there wearing Packer jerseys. They were like in between innings. They weren't showing like highlights of the game or running like the little quizzes. They were literally just showing Packer highlights from that day's game. Like when you went to the concession stand, um, instead of having the game on the closed circuit, they had the Packer game on. And there were, there were at times more people standing around that than actually watching the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it. I, I would say it's probably like college football here in the South is where people yeah. just love teams and people think I'm crazy. I, you know, I've worked with people. Uh, that come and go from all over the uh, all over the country, and a lot of people from the Northeast. Where, you know, hey, I'm from Connecticut. I'm from New York, uh, and it's Giants, Jets, Patriots. You know, uh, what's all this college football stuff? And, I, and people think I was, you know, kidding. I would tell them, I was like, hey, I grew up in in Metro Atlanta, and I was like, I will tell you right now, go up to most people on the street and say, I can take away Georgia football, or I can take away the Falcons. 95% of the people would be like, see you, Falcons. It's, it's, it's like not even close. So it's like, it's yeah. yeah. It was, it was much bigger. Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, except for that year I lived there that the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. I think most people I remember were like, wait, there's a football team here that's not Georgia or are not Georgia Tech. Now, now this, speaking of college football, you know what's crazy? All right. So I went to Atlanta Christian College. What's changed its name? What changed its name? Its name to Point University. Oh, I didn't know that. So, um, so it used to be in East Point, Georgia. Now it moved out of the city. I think it's. I think it's out closer to Woodland, but I don't remember exactly because I have not been there. But when I was there, we barely had enough people to put together a uh, flag football, like just an intramural game, like just yeah. for fun, like. Now they have a football team that I watched on ESPN this year. I mean, it was only one game, and they were playing. They were playing. Uh, what's the other? What's the other bigger college in in Atlanta? Not Georgia Tech, but it's like right outside of it. That I just know, went. It's, the, uh, Kennesaw State, Georgia State. I'll Georgia State. Them, uh, That's it. They were playing Georgia State. They had no business playing Georgia State, but. <laughs> But I mean, and the final score definitely showed that. But but it was like, man, what what happened to the college I went to? Well, first, now it's a university, and secondly, like they have a football team. I mean, I I don't even remember what division they are. I think they're like, I don't. I mean, I think they're bigger now because I know when I went there, they were N double C double A like Division Two. I think yeah. they've moved up to NAIA or something like that now. But yeah, it it's crazy. No, football is a it's a big. They everybody calls football the gateway to the school. So uh, that's that's what you say. Why do all these schools fork out all this money and do it? That's that's why it's the it's well, the first it's the doorstep to the university to get people to know and, about what you're going on. And I mean, it, it's it sounds ridiculous, but again, people are like Alabama winning the national championship increases enrollment at Alabama, and you're like. But that has nothing to do with the school. Well, it's the football team, and people are excited. They want to go there. It's, yeah. Uh, good studies. Basketball is the same way. Uh, right. International basketball, people want to go to school there. It's, it's crazy. Well, and, I, and I'm sure Georgia State or Georgia Southern, whichever one it was, paid uh, Point University quite a bit of money to come get their tails whooped. Yeah. Understood. And then, and then you become Appalachian State and start winning, and then they stop scheduling you. 
that's how it goes uh, for real. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. I did not know that they changed their uh, changed their name. And, yeah, uh, in the last. Less than in the last less than ten years, they changed their name because I know last time I was looking for a job, like when I would get in the interview, they're like, "So we looked up your college," uh, and I was like, "Okay, it changed its name. It's still the same thing, and I'm still accredited, so my degree still counts." Yes, <laughs> but uh, com or anything like that, so yeah. So what do you do? You get to I mean, so you do you do the play by play for some for a high school? Do you ever get to do play by play for any of the colleges or? or well, have, uh, we we have uh, a local a uh, couple of local colleges uh, we have that I've done way back when some junior college uh, basketball stuff. Uh, there's uh, Waycross College. I've done a game for them. And then there was uh, we had College of Coastal Georgia. Uh, which was in which is in Brunswick. They were a junior college. I did some games when they were a junior college. Then they moved up to, uh, to a four-year school, NAIA, and I haven't done but uh, maybe have one in the last little bit. Uh, there's Savannah State, uh, obviously, but we do not uh, do their games uh, on on the radio. So um, we we have them right there. There used to be Armstrong Atlantic, and they have since closed and kind of folded into. Uh, Georgia Southern in Savannah. So uh, that's the Savannah campus of Georgia Southern, which is just about, uh, what, 45 minutes up the road in Statesboro. So uh, don't really get a chance to do a lot of the college stuff uh, anymore, but uh, I have done some in the past. Uh, just uh, started getting into the, the high school stuff uh, there uh, in the last five or six years and uh, doing football on Friday nights has been, you know, a whole lot of fun. That it takes up a lot of uh, a lot of time on your Friday nights, but it's uh, it's fun when you get to see good players, and that's probably the uh, you know the rewarding part that people don't don't get to see is you watch players that you see in ninth or tenth grade, and then all of a sudden they go on to play college football, and you flip on the tube on Saturday, and you see all these players from up and down the coast of Georgia. You're like, hey, I remember that kid. I remember that kid. And this one, this one. And so uh, just like even the bowl games, you, you just flip on and they'll say, oh, this guy's from, you know, Savannah. Or this guy's from uh, some Brunswick or Richmond Hill or what have you. And it's uh, like, hey, I remember calling a game that kid played in, you know, two years ago. And now now here he is playing in the, you know, whatever bowl. But, you know, I, yeah. I think that's probably a misconception. Uh, I don't say misconception. People know this. They just like to get fired up. But, you know, people think as a sports guy, you have some kind of agenda about, you know, what, what's happening. And I'll be honest, I, I tell everybody the same thing, man. I was like, when I do uh, do play-by-play, -play, now this year we did one school um, and followed them every single week till the state championship. And people are like, oh, well, you do them every week here. Like, I want them to do good or do well as part of my grammar, but I want them to do well. But, you know, let's be real. And this is entertainment. I want them to be well so it's entertaining. Right? Yeah, the absolutely. Team, if the team is 0-7, that's no fun. It's, it's well, like, you know, it's not necessarily that you're a, 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 a want to see or pull up yourself, but also it's like anything else, man. It's like, if I know you're, I'll just use this because I know you're an Angels fan and I'll throw, I'll get Angels in on the pocket. <laughs> but if, uh, but if you did the Angels game uh, every day, you wouldn't necessarily be Mike Trout Homer. You'd just be like, look, man, I, I'm with this team every single day. I right. know these, well, these guys. 
I just want them to do well because I like them as people. That, that's it. I mean, it's, it's it's different when you're on this side of it, so to speak, because you right. start to, you're to talk to people. I guess is the well, like, like it's just it's just a guy just like the rest of us, but you just kind of have a little more personal interaction. It's like yeah. I don't watch bad things on them. You know, if they're playing my favorite team, they'd be like, "Hey, I hope you do okay," but whatever. But you know, you, you generally know them as good people, and you, you feel those moments sometimes when you're like, man, I feel bad for, you know, Kid X. You see those high school games, it's like, you know the Kid X is not going to play at the college level, and you're like, that's it. Yeah. It's like, you're bad. And so it's like, you get some of those moments like that doing this, and it's not so much like, oh, you hate. You know, I think we like to throw that. I say we, I don't, but, you know, I, I think there's in the social media age, you get people it's like, oh, you're just a hater. I'm like, you know, I, I don't hate on anybody. It's just, you know, you want to see the team you cover do well. It's, it, it makes it more interesting. Well, I know, I know, at least from my perspective, like when I'm, when I'm lo- listening to like the local guy, I expect there to be a little sure. bit of, of bias because you're the local guy. You're that's the team that you, like you said, you covered that team all year. You were there for every game. I expect you to have maybe a little bit more support for that team. Or like if the angels hired you to be the everyday play by play announcer, I kind of expect you to give them a little bit more favor, favorable coverage. Now, if you're Joe Buck and you've been hired by the NFL in general <laughs> and you well, but even in that case, because I know guys like Joe Buck and it'll get like, oh, you're home. Well, listen, that is such like a different level of, look, he wants good games. Nobody wants to do the national game of the week and have it be 42 to 7. You yeah. Say, what are you doing? You're going like, to gonna hype stories. You're going to hype storylines. You're going to, why? Because you're trying to make the broadcast more interesting. As I, I think that's what, I mean, I'm not speaking for them. I just happen to know like this is, what people talk about, like, how can we make this broadcast interesting before it even kicks off or tips off or the first pitch or what have you? What is sure. kind of the main storyline from a national standpoint? And I think those guys catch up, you know, do they have teams they root for? Sure. Everybody does. And if anybody's like, I don't have a favorite team, they're probably lying to you because I think everybody kind of has a team they gravitate towards. But I do think when people get on announcers about, oh, well, you're biased or you want the Yankees to win or you want this, I mean, I'm not going to say that there's not a part of that in some companies and just be, be real. And, and, and the only answer I can give you is, is why is that? That means more people, if it's New York or LA, that means more people are watching more eyeballs, which means what more attention on them and more money going into people's pockets. That's yeah. all that is, you know, well, and, I, and I think that's just a, a natural thing. And I do think it's unfortunate because I'm one that I love competitive balance. I think the Pittsburgh pirates should be, as compelled to win as the New York Yankees, you know, yes. I think the Cleveland Browns should be as compelled to win as the Dallas Cowboys or, or you know, vice versa. The pick your horror, but the Orlando magic should be trying to win. And it, it shouldn't be a bad thing that the magic make. I think that's the one talking point that we get so tied up in uh, because don't think of those narratives when you hear like, man, it's so terrible that the Orlando Magic will make the playoffs. Or man, we really can't have a Brewers versus a Tampa Bay game. Well, why the hell not? Because they're two good teams that earned the chance to be there. Yeah. You just want the most eyeballs you could possibly get. And what does that give you? Yankees, Dodgers, Red Sox, Dodgers, and then so. Oh. No, and I get oh, it. I mean, I get it, but I mean, at the same time, like 
I, as a, as a diehard, I'm, I've always been more of a baseball fan than a football fan. I mean, I like football, but uh, I, I would rather see a, a good world series than the Yankees versus anybody. I, when I look at games, I don't care who's playing necessarily as long as a, they earn the way to get there. If you're, if I'm a league, and it doesn't work this way. Again, I've, I've probably tried to live in the sports world nirvana here. But, you know, if I'm a, if I'm Major League Baseball, I should want the Pirates to make at least the playoffs or maybe the National. I mean, because it, it, it makes the product better that more teams are actually out there competing. I want to kill this narrative of, hey, the Marlins are out here fire sailing every five years. Or from the NFL, I don't want to have the right. seven first-round picks in a row and still suck. Like, that's that's not good. Yeah. Well, I, I am, I've made the argument that, that, that ownership should be something that a league, the, the league can actually take away. Like if, if you can sit, like if, if we can look at your team and say, I don't know, the jets and say, you're not trying like, and you have not tried for a long, in fact, you are actively trying to go the opposite direction. Yeah, I do think some of that is, and, and, and again, I people forget like these guys that own all these sports franchises are conglomerates now, have billions of dollars and all that. And I think, especially in, like the NFL, it's set up so that it's equal, right? That's right. the idea, right? In theory, it's set up to be equal. Major League Baseball is not set up to be equal. It's not. No, not I'm. Now, when you have one guy making more than an entire roster, that, that's, that's not said to be. But I do, I, I do think that is a problem with sports, where you do have guys who get in as owners, and their bottom line is, "Hey, this is a fun thing for me. It's an investment, and if I get the checks rolling in, and by all accounts, every single sports team in America is making money." Last I heard, I've not heard too many. Even in a pandemic, you are seeing reports of. Major League Baseball teams are awash in cash. Even, yep. And that's with nobody showing up to a single game two years ago and, and all that. So yep. these guys are making money of some sort. And so I just think you got to find a way to say, look, if you're going to do this, you have to at least, uh, in, in baseball's case, invest. Like, There's got to be a minimum standard. I mean, as much as, as much as I'm sick of – as much as I'm sick of the NBA just in general, I do appreciate that they put like a minimum salary cap in. Like your team has to spend at least this much. <laughs> like you can't spend more than this, but that that way the I mean, I feel like the NBA will also half the league makes the playoffs, but I feel like the NBA in general, I mean, you might have a, a, a team that's bad for a year or two, but you don't tend to have a team where you're like, hey, you haven't made the playoffs in 19 years. Right, and then, look, and, then, and there's, and I think that's good for fan interest to keep it going. Uh, you know, there is a minimum spend threshold uh, in the NFL. I think it's ninety-seven percent of the cap you have to spend. So everybody, again, in a draft and in the cap spend, it's set up to be hypothetically uh, a crapshoot in terms of over the span of two or three years, everybody should be hinting at making the playoffs on on some level. We know that doesn't happen. We have a team down the road from where I'm sitting in Jacksonville. Well, they, they you know. Well, anyway, that's, that's, that being said, 
Major League Baseball is not set up that way, and it, and it should be. I think you need to have – and for the Jets in Cleveland, it's got to just be bad hires, bad decision-making. I don't know that an owner is out there saying, I want to lose every game. I just think there's an apathy for, for some of them to say, look, I'm just going to hire who I want to hire if it works, works, because it's the NFL. I'm going to make mine regardless. And so I think uh, that's where it gets interesting. I don't think you can just go and say you're not an owner anymore. But I do think it's weird in a league designed for parity that certain franchises just classically stink every single year and have yeah. no headway. Well. You know, and, and I'm hoping with this current lockout and the, the player union and the, the you know, MLB associate, the owners, maybe they do come to some sort of arrangement that, that forces a team like the Pirates to spend a little bit more money or forces a – because, I mean, the Rays have found a way to be super competitive and be one of the, the lowest market teams. Yeah. It, yeah. There's a way to do it. I do think uh, – and I think that's going to be some of what they argue about is the everybody sees the the upper crust right the right uh, this term but i'll say it the one percent of baseball uh where you see the the mike trout dollars you see the uh max scherzer dollars and all these cats are getting 150 200 million dollar contracts here in atlanta people are talking about why won't the braves just give freddie freeman 200 million dollars well teams are doing that but the mid-level guys, your non-stars and your non-rookies are kind of in the middle and they aren't getting paid. So you're kind of very good average MLB veteran has seen their salary go down. The mega guys are just getting insane jack. And then you've got the rookies who make, I think the MLB uh, minimum is like 500K uh, for if you're on a rookie deal. You're, you're like your major league minimum is five. The veteran minimum is like a million dollars. So. Yeah, I'd take a rookie minimum. <laughs> but I think when you're talking about in terms of the millions of dollars, they're looking at it as an organization saying, look, you're paying all these guys up here, and then the guys in the middle are getting either a small amount or they're getting cut, they're getting not cut, they're getting traded for guys who make the major league minimum. So you have this gap of mega star money major league minimum and all these guys in the middle are like, see you, man, we'll just move on and not pay anybody. And yeah. I think that they're trying to eradicate as well as forcing some of these teams to spend money. Cause I saw Max Scherzer got that huge contract and he made more uh, and he'll make more in his one year uh, than the current payroll of the Orioles, the current payroll of the Pittsburgh Pirates, the current payroll. I mean, there's like four teams. Yes. Yeah. Money well, actually make. It's, I mean, it's, it's nuts. You can't have a good league like that, in my opinion. When there's well, if if you want to talk about not not you know, I, I for me anyway, as as not as somebody who works in sports radio, an owner that should have the franchise taken away from him. Let's talk about Baltimore. Peter Angelos is <laughs> one of the worst owner in sports. It's it's him and Dan Snyder. I mean, they must hang out with each other. It's. <laughs> Must be. I, and again, I think that's to me a baseball problem uh, where you look at uh, the Orioles who classically haven't spent, I would say classically, at least in the last 10 or 15 years. But I mean, this is a franchise that back when uh, I would say in you know middle school and high school was a solid franchise. You had your Cal Ripkins, 
Uh, you know, you've, you've had some of those guys come through there. Heck, you even had, what, Manny Machado played for them. You've had some guys who are very good players. I think the problem is, if you're Major League Baseball, you look at it and say, why isn't Manny Machado an Orioles lifer? Because Angelos was like, no, I'm, I'm not paying. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, I do have a few other questions here. Um, so, all right. So you you do a daily show. Yes. You've got to find content for daily shows. Now, granted, that's the lovely part about live sports is that they're always giving you daily content. But outside of sports, what feeds you? Like what what kind of entertainment do you consume that gives you something to to you know outside of outside of sports? Like what are you consuming? Yeah, outside of sports, um, you know, I've and it's kind of funny. I have two two kids; they both play baseball, so that consumes me a little bit. It's kind of funny. It's small sports, but uh, in terms of the non-sports side of things. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, and I, and I, I enjoy them. So I know this is pop culture and I'm probably going to get, you know, roasted for this because I, but I enjoy the, um, the Marvel, uh, movies. I enjoy that. I'm not like so much into like, Hey, I know every comic and like, Hey, in the movie, you know, Iron Man doesn't say this in the comic. Like, like, I, I just watch them for pure mind dump entertainment purposes. I enjoy them. And most of them I have seen are, you know, are very, very good. Um, and I, I do enjoy uh, music. So I, I, I enjoy um, my kind of forte. I, I enjoy country music. I enjoy kind of classic rock. I'm kind of getting to that age where I'm like, that's it. You know, you always heard the joke, like you get to a point, you're like, that's it. Pop culture can keep going that way. I'm going to live in this soon. So maybe I'm the old friend, but I enjoy, you know, 90s rock. Uh, I think uh, that's, uh, that's a style of music. And in the early 2000s, you don't hear that anymore. I, and I was telling somebody this the other day, I was like, when you think of rock, I, you think of now it's like there's what Greta Van Fleet, and that's maybe a couple others. Yeah. Who's, there's... Playing, who's playing that kind of style of music anymore? It's all electronic or like rap over music kind of stuff. And it's just like, you're, it's just to me, that's, I'm not into that. I like the rock and roll and the country right. music. There's not a lot of a lot of there's not a lot of new rock bands. I mean, you still got the Foo Fighters going strong and Metallica going strong and and like basically like all the guys that we grew up with in high school, uh, middle school somewhat. But some of the, you know because obviously Metallica was even earlier than that. But and then like for a new band to to you know make it like it's really difficult for for new rock to find a place. It's out there. It's just hard to find. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, you have all kind of, you know, uh, it doesn't even have to be like grunge, but you go back and it was, you know, as you said, Foo Fighters, Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, like Blink 182, and, and, and guys like that, Green Day. Who who is playing that stuff anymore? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not yeah. saying, like, you don't listen to it, but I'm saying of a new band who is playing music of that style, you just, you don't hear it, and it's sad. Kids today, these kids today don't know what music is so, about. So I, I'm assuming that we're, if memory serves, you and I graduated high school the same year. Yes. Which I don't know if you want me to say what year that was. So I, uh, so we both graduated in 96, which means we're both 43. That's right. Okay. 
I work with a couple of 20 year olds, 25 year olds, um, and I'll bring up a band and they're like, Oh yeah, I think I heard of them. They're kind of, and it's like, Oh geez. Like, or, or I, I was talking to the kid today and he's like, Oh, I graduated. I was born in 96. Oh, great. I graduated high school in 96. Right. These kids today are telling you. Well, and again, everybody enjoys their own generation's work and music. Right. But I got to look at it and, you know, I, and again, everybody can like what they like. I just don't get into it. I mean, there's some of it that's pop and it's, you know, I hear it and it's got a catchy beat to it, but I don't, I don't, I don't well, just do it like I do the stuff that, um, you know, I grew up listening to, whether it be, you know, and I, I dig on rock from the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And then somewhere in that 28, 2008, 9, 10, it just kind of faded out, seemingly. And you get a lot of electronica stuff, your, yeah. your virus type stuff. And I'm like, that's just not, you know, that's not for me. That's not what I enjoy. Uh, right. to, to- I tell you what, so leaving Atlanta and losing 99X, <laughs> like... Losing that station, like I have, ne- I have not found a station that I like as much as 99X since I've left it. And I, my understanding of is that that station's dead now, anyway. Well, I say that I, I again, I don't work in the Atlanta market, so I don't know uh, 100%. But I think at one point it came back as like uh, Planet 99 or something like that. And I, somebody said for a minute. Uh, they revived it as 99X, and it's been a while. I actually had a friend I went to, to college with who DJed there, uh, and I'm probably going to say in the mid-aughts, you know, 06, 07, 08, somewhere in that range, potentially. Uh, and it was back to, uh, you know, that 99X. But I don't I, – it, it, it may think, still – may be around, but 99X, I don't think – So, I mean – I mean, I think for for music, unless you are really mainstream, like you have to, people have to actively hunt you out. So it's kind of like kind of like this podcast. Like I have to find a way to promote it. I have to find a way to get the audience because I can't just like back in the day. You used it. You had the only option you had was terrestrial radio, right? And you know there was only so many stations. So, you know, and if you could get on that, you were golden. Like back in the day when you only, there was only like five channels, like you didn't have cable. Like I didn't have cable until 96. So if you made it to ABC, you were famous, you know, now, now it's like, oh, you got a show on ABC. Oh, how cute. You're still on network. Like, like well, here's, I just came up with, with, with this when I, when we're talking about music and I'll see if you kind of get the analogy here, but I feel like, you know, it's also trendy now. Uh, within the last five years, it's kind of like music has become the craft brew society where it's like, hey, do you like beer? Yeah, but I like this, uh, you know, persimmon hops ale. That, you know, <laughs> made that. So now everybody's like, who's the most obscure band or artist I can listen to? It's like, oh, you don't know Tim Kilgore? That dude's awesome. I've been listening to his stuff. Like, do you not see that with people? They're like, I found the most obscure guy on YouTube or Spotify and I'm going to act awesome because I know who he is. And I get to introduce you to it, much like the craft brew guys enjoy all their craft ales. And it's, you know, who, Mick Ultra is good, but, I, but why say Mick Ultra when I could have a, you know, skinny Lester's spotted ale and, and tell you all about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I used to be that guy in college. I can tell you that much. <laughs> oh, you listen to that? Oh, gross. Uh, 
Well, yeah. secretly, I definitely had every album of that band. You know, like yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with with like somebody be a fan. Like I feel like sometimes it's like not totally the Nickelback thing, but like people well, like. I know, but some people like you get famous. Like I can't believe you listen. To that. I can't believe Garth Brooks. My, like it's okay if famous people make music. It's okay to like it. Like you hear it now with like, oh, Luke Bryan. Do I like all the Luke Bryan stuff? No. Does he make good tunes? Sure. You know, it's like well, I, 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 I can, I can appreciate a good tune. Uh, you know, with with people out there trying to, it may be cookie cutter, and uh, but it, it makes a buck. But it doesn't mean it's bad music uh, on the whole. Either. I'll say this about Nickelback. I I I'm not I'm not against Nickelback like they're not my favorite but I don't hate them like the way a lot of other people do. But a lot of people say they hate Nickelback, but when they tour, they tour stadiums and they sell out. So So you might all say you hate them, but somebody, you know, they're selling out stadiums. You know? I mean, if they if they were only selling out like the the local dive bar, then okay, yeah, you can maybe make that claim. But you know, when when they come to town, they pick the biggest venue in town and they sell that place out. And that's the thing I never understood about like certain and like obviously when people get big, uh, they change their style. There's so many people that I you know liked that I caught early in their career, really dug their music. A uh, guy like Chris Jansen, I love Chris Jansen. Go listen to his early stuff. Very, you know, country deep, country twang, and now, you know, he gets into more of the poppy stuff that you know Nashville wants to put out, and that's okay. It's still a good song, but he changed a little bit. Does that mean he's a sellout? No, the man's trying to make his cheese, man. And like, and, and you know, that's the uh, the situation people are. It's like you can't call somebody a sellout because they got famous and they got popular and people like it. You know, it's like. Well. It's what it is. Every every single person out here would do the same thing, you know, to 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 have something hit like that and have people enjoy what you're doing, even if it's not quote a hundred percent what you would be doing. Uh, you know, people sort of liking you for a reason, and they're going to continue to follow what you're doing. So I, I think that's all part of what's yeah. the podcast or anything. If you know, you go from a podcast that has X number of listeners to do, you know, six months from now, you have ten times that amount. Did you sell out? No, people started liking, more people got accustomed to it, and they started liking it. Does that mean you change a little bit of what you're talking about to hit that large audience? Maybe, but I mean, no, but I, I am available. I am available to sell out at the drop of a hat. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if if uh, if Blue Chew wants to come advertise with my podcast, by God, I will advertise Blue Chew. There you go. I mean, and again, that's 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 the, that's the part I think uh, you know. People miss and all that's like there are things that are popular well, that are, you know. And and while you were talking about it, it, it got me thinking. And and you know because this is within your own company, I don't know if you can you can say it, but I think I remember when Stephen A. Smith first started, he was not necessarily the loudmouth that he is now. Like he he was more animated than other guys. Like he wasn't the you know the black or white. Like this is like you know the this team is horrible. I hate the Cowboys. He clearly, as he got more famous and his stock rose, has become more of the loudmouth braggart kind of guy. So I mean, he's kind of like, kind of like Nickelback, where like I think people love to hate him. You know. <laughs> and again, those guys are paid on some levels to be personalities uh, as well. So he's paid to be bombastic and and to say things that are necessarily outrageous. Um, you know, that's what gets people. Man, it's not so much 
uh, anymore get people to agree with you and like you. It's just get them to do something and do anything. Yeah. And Smith uh, is certainly that guy. I'm not saying he doesn't believe some of some of what he said. I'm sure you know on his, his hard hearts he kind of does. But you know those those shows at the end of the day, and, and you can talk about how these things have evolved. But I think uh, when it comes to sports and the way they are presented, um, it used to be. Uh, you know, the E was small and it would be more, hey, I want you to talk about sports, have a good take, get people engaged, uh, you know, stand behind your positions. Now it's, hey, throw something out there a little outrageous and see if people jump on it and drive engagement uh, that way. And certainly the E, the entertainment aspect has, has come way up. It's, it's seemingly much more important to be a personality than it is to have great takes. And, I, and, and, and that's I shouldn't even say that. It's you're, It's much more important for somebody to be a personality and come with hot takes yeah. than it is just to be a guy that has great information, great knowledge, and can break down what the heck is going on in the realm that you're covering or talking about. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think he, Skip Bayless, some of those guys, they're the kind of the dawn of the hot take, uh, if you will, yeah. where it's like, I'm going to say something outlandish, and whether I 100% believe it or not, Somebody's gonna love it. Somebody's gonna laugh, and somebody's gonna be pissed off. And if and, and I really don't care which of the three they are, because all three of those will hook you in and have you interacting with me and my show, and uh, keep you keep you with them. It's like the old uh, when you ever see the Howard Stern uh, Private Parts movie. Yeah. When they're an average Howard Stern listener listens to uh, uh, Howard Stern for twenty minutes, the average Howard Stern person that hates him listens for two hours it's like okay it doesn't matter but you know i think that's what we've kind of got to the table of hey it doesn't matter if you like me or not it matters if you're engaging uh in what i say call me whatever you want you're getting me clicks you're getting me retweets you're getting me likes you're getting me follows and at the end of the day i don't give a rip what if you like me or not every click like and retweet just putting the old green back in my pocket. That's, that's I hate to say it that way, but that's that's true. And absolutely. So that's why people say outlandish things is just hey, so click and tweet. So just go. out of curiosity, and and you can not answer it if you want to, but so you worked in the ESPN globe. Yeah, well, I, I won't. I'll put it up. So I work for uh, an ESPN radio. I'll call it a franchise. So okay. I work for an independently owned company who we call, we partner with ESPN to be able to use their name. So we are uh, partnered with ESPN so that we can call ourselves ESPN Radio. But no, okay. I will say that. Not popular, so people think I like have to go to Bristol and stuff. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to. That's I I work for a uh, a uh, independently locally owned company. So um, I very much you know small business type. Uh, situation there, but I have a corporatized name on the masthead. If that if that makes any sense. Okay, all right, that that clears it up then. So, so you you don't you don't. And, and these are you know in in the realm of obviously those guys are more famous and make more money, but I mean in the realm of media, where you know I'm not going to say anything bad or if I don't know them personally, I'm not just going to you know run smack on somebody. I just you know I understand how some of that goes, and you know the hot take thing is definitely a thing i mean it's again i'm not i don't think you know Stephen a is a, a bad guy i think they say how can we make the show compelling what if you came out and said how about them cowboys the most 
allegedly the most popular name in the NFL. You just make fun of them all the time. Yeah. And guess what? They're, they're going to tune in because that Boston Stephen A. Smith's hating all the Cowboys. He's well, I, the Cowboys. You know I, the I mean, I mean, it just it just happened. But I know when the the Bucks were about to make the uh, NBA championship, he was like, Milwaukee's like the worst city. They shouldn't make the championship. And you know what? I mean, not to say this city wasn't already definitely engaged in in the Bucks because I mean, it's the first time since like seventy something that like you know they had a team that was like, oh my goodness, they're gonna oh. But man, that's all anybody could talk about for like a week was how much we hated Stephen A. Smith because he bagged on our city. And I guess, I guarantee you that drove, you know, all sorts of, you know, likes and dislikes and whatever, you know, engagement to his platform. You know, I mean, it worked. It absolutely worked. I mean, yeah, whether whether he believed Milwaukee was a bad city or not, I don't know. But I mean, it, you know, it got. It got this city focused, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And again, that's just—I think that's just part of it. I mean, all right. Like being on being on this side of the of the veil, so to speak, it's you know, I think people are engaged. They they try to get people engaged, and that's the name of the game. And certainly, some people do it better than others. And I think those are the guys uh, that you see at the top. I'm not again. I'm not trying to paint them as like bad individuals or anything. I'm just saying that's they know. Use my personality be engaging and if it drives people to love me hate me disagree with me agree with me all of those ways are ways that i can continue to build my brand put more money in my pocket and continue to grow what we're doing uh on the on the tv so i mean there's a way to bring it all together and be informative and they do a great job of that kind of stuff but yeah the bombastic part of it in the day and age of social media is certainly a a big part of it right it's it's kind of the important thing i mean you know to drive in that that numbers all right, so here, here's where we're going to start getting a little weird. <laughs> All right, so if you could wedgie anyone in history, except for Hitler, who would it be? Why can't, why can't I do that to Adolf Hitler? Um, because it's boring and it's already been taken. Like, people have, people, people have already done that one. Anybody in history? Wow, that's... Uh, you know, uh, what's... Just because he looks like he he would probably be used to it. Uh, what is it? The uh, he's not the uh, is it Prince Charles? Well, okay. Hey, you can give me whatever answer makes you happy. Yeah. Doesn't he look like he's already been used to getting a wedgie before? Like Prince Charles, I would I would say him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he definitely looks like he's out of you. You know. <laughs> yeah, and there's no good reason for it other than he looks like. Eh. I don't have to worry about any repercussions of getting punched in the face or anything like that. No, not from that guy. I mean, maybe the people, maybe the people he hires, but. Absolutely. All right. Um, now this one, this one might, um, this one's going to require a bit of a, of a, a preference of a, uh, not a preference, a preface of a story. All right. So it is, it has come to the attention of the podcast that I, they call me an uncaring, unfeeling monster. Because it is my claim that I have never cried at a movie or a TV show as, as you know, as an adult or as a, you know, as, as a person who could control it. Obviously, when I was a child and, you know, six or seven, sure, I probably did. But as an adult. So it's, it is my goal now to find what movies or TV shows like what has made, you know, has, has any of them made you cry? 
that I got to add to the list to see if I can if I can finally break that streak so that people will stop calling me uh, uncaring. I don't think that makes you uncaring at all. By the way, I, look, I I don't do that in a lot of in a lot of stuff either. I don't know if like I know people say like ah full on. So I was just talking to my wife the other day. She said I, I cried at the end of Endgame, uh, you know, because of uh, I guess the spoiler alert, you know, totally <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, so it's, uh, I don't know, usually I get good, uh, as I've gotten older, I'd say I've gotten a, a scooch, uh, more sappy, I guess. Um, I don't know, usually like a good feel good sports movie where, you know, like the, I think the, uh, you know, the son and the dad have a bonding moment. Those are usually. All right. Like, have you seen Field of Dreams? That's old, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, of course I've seen Field of Dreams. I'm trying to think of one that's like uh, you know relatively newer. I haven't I haven't seen it a lot. I haven't seen it recently. Maybe I need to give that one another rewatch. I know um, I was over over with the guys uh, last week and we were watching the Packer game and there's that one um, car commercial where the the guy goes out and he sees the old broken down car and like sees the picture of his wife and then the daughter like sneaks it out and like has has people refurbish it and brings it back and like they were both kind of like they they didn't get they didn't cry over it but they looked at me and they were like nothing i was like nope and they're like you monster no, I agree. I, I, like, I'm not getting, i don't think a commercial has ever gotten me all uh yeah. choked up and I don't know, I don't i'm not so. i can't keep it off the top of my head i won't spoil it um but there was a the wife and i went and saw the new spider-man movie on sunday I haven't seen it, so... Right. There was a scene that made her cry. Um, but she also cries very easily. No empathetic crying on your behalf? Uh. Um, and at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, so you, you cried? And she's like, yeah. I was like, I didn't. And she's like, oh, <laughs> you have no feelings, so... No, I don't know if that's it. I, it. Something will get you at some point. It's just, I think it has to be something that you can relate to on, like, a, you know, a personal level that hits you at the right moment. I, I really think that's it. I, I, I don't do that a lot at movies either. I'm I'm pretty sure I know. I'm pretty sure I know what would give me there, and I just choose not to watch it. So, <laughs> okay. So, all right. Last one, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, what fictional world would you live in if you had the like if you could any fictional world you wanted to be in? Like, which one would you would you choose to live in? Uh, you're gonna laugh, uh, but I, uh, there's there's I guess some of them are based on real ones, but I, I, the one that I think would be cool is because I got in, I was into it late, and I do think it'd be interesting, but it also would probably mean certain death. Uh, you know, Game of Thrones. I'd be like a, a plebe, and I'd probably get stabbed in the face. You know, second episode in, and that's it for me. <laughs> um, that just that kind of stuff was really cool. I I I, I think. That's obviously totally fictional. If I had to choose like a real life setting, and it, those can still be fictional, um, I would say probably um, this was based in reality, but it was uh, a, an HBO show. Also, was uh, a Deadwood, like an old west type okay. something. Or that would be kind of cool, you know, with uh, kind of like an old western town, kind of you know Wyatt Earpy Deadwood kind of thing. But Game of Thrones for totally fictional. I think that would be that be could right be. You're right. That could be fun. It could also be like getting stabbed in the face two seconds in. But that was <laughs> well. That's 
we were talking, I was, I was asking somebody else and we were talking, thinking like, oh man, how cool would it be to live in the Marvel universe where like Iron Man is there and Spider-Man and you got, but it's like, unless you're one of them, like that world just sucks because the bridges are always blowing up. The highways are always getting crushed. Like you're always going to be late for work because some super villain, you know, blew up downtown again. <laughs> no, no, I agree. The, the, if you're not one of the Avengers or something, it's like, you're living in because it's set in modern day, so you're you're living now. You know we're we're, yeah. we're still doing the podcast. Just Captain Marvel's flying around out there somewhere. That's right. Yeah. She's having fun. We're just hoping that some alien race we didn't know about doesn't show up in my backyard. <laughs> like, oh, great, but, you know you just never know if this is the day that a new alien race that wants to blow up half the world shows up again. That's 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 true, and, and so. You know, that's that's no fun because you're powerless. You're like, get me on the Avenger phone. You know, I think even like the same thing with like, uh, you know, the Batmans and all that. It's like you're just a, you're just a person hoping the Joker doesn't get berserk today. You know, that's really, yeah. that's you know, so, yeah, I think one where you could actively participate in the room uh, the what is it? The romanticism of the uh, of the environment. I think uh, that would be interesting. But like you said, I, I think we all. Uh, when we uh, when we think of uh, Game of Thrones, we're like, "Oh, I'm Jon Snow." No, no, no. We're probably, you know, half Ned Stark, half some, you know, plebe in the in the the, 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 red, in the kingdom there, it's, or King's Landing, who is, you know, shoveling horse manure most of the day. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, so we all want to live in the romantic version, but you know, we're either getting thrown in the Red Keep, or you know, you know, something's killing us in in the first half of that act, and. I, I thought it would be fun, though, just to, to kind of be a, uh, a, a spectator in that environment, if you could. All right. Well, I uh, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule, especially uh, during the holiday season, to, to sit down with me and, and just kind of reminisce and catch up a little bit. Absolutely. So uh, I, uh, I appreciate it. And I have yet to figure out a good ending for the, the interview part of, of the podcast, because normally I have a... Like we do news updates, so I have stories that I can kind of build into the ending, which leads me up to saying stupid never walks alone. <laughs> but I haven't figured out I haven't figured out how to do that with the interview yet. So I guess I'll just say stupid never walks alone and uh and then I'll hit this button 